0: The story of the Bible is that our fellowship with God, which was lost in the beginning, is being restored through the ministry of Christ. And as Christians, we believe that we can get to know the one true living God through the pages of his word. In today's episode, we're gonna be jumping right into Luke chapter 16, because why not? Hi guys, welcome back to the Why Not Podcast with me, Connor JC, and I hope that you are doing well. When I tell you this week has zoomed by, I'm pretty sure I went to bed on Sunday evening and I woke up and now it's Friday. I feel like I've done a lot this week, I have been productive, but it's zoomed by. And to make things worse, this Sunday in in the UK, we are losing an hour of sleep because of daylight saving. So in the early hours of Sunday morning, the clocks will go forward one hour. That's an hour that I'm never gonna be able to get back. (laughs) But yeah, that is me. I hope that your week has been good. I still don't know what we're gonna talk about this weekend, but I've realized that next week, will be the end of Lent, because next week, next Sunday, is Easter Sunday, so that is super exciting. What are you guys doing for Easter? Do you celebrate Easter? What are the lockdown restrictions like? Are you able to celebrate Easter? Yeah, let me know. But anyway, let's jump right in to Luke chapter 16. He also said to the disciples, There was a rich man who had a manager, and charges were brought to him that this man was wasting his possessions. And he called him and said to him, What is this that I hear about you? Turn in the account of your management, for you can no longer be manager. And the manager said to himself, What shall I do since my master has taken the management away from me? I'm not strong enough to dig, and I'm ashamed to beg. I've decided what to do so that when I'm removed from management, people may receive me into their houses. So summoning his master's debtor one by one, he said to the first, How much do you owe my master? He said a hundred measures of oil he said to him take your bill and sit down quickly and write fifty then he said to another and how much do you owe he said a hundred measures of wheat he said to him take your bill and write eighty the master commended the dishonest manager for his shrewdness for the sons of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light and i tell you Make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth, so that when it fails, they may receive you into eternal dwellings. One who is faithful in a very little is also faithful in much, and one who is dishonest in very little is also dishonest in much. If then you have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust you to the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. The Pharisees, who were lovers of money, heard all these things, and they ridiculed him. And he said to them, You are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts, for what is exalted among men is an abomination in the sight of God. The law and the prophets were until John. Since then, the good news of the kingdom of God is preached, and everyone forces his way into it. But it is easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for one dot of the law to become void. Everyone who divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery, and he who marries a woman divorced from her husband commits adultery. There was a rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate was laid a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who desired to be fed with what fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, even the dogs came and licked his sores. The poor man died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried, and in Hades, being in torment, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. and none may cross from there to us. And he said, Then I beg you, Father, to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they also come into this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, Neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. Amen. Well, I don't think I've ever really thought or even remembered that last bit with the rich man Lazarus. I, what, what does that even mean? So it's talking about how hell is inescapable and so is heaven. Which is like a great comfort for those who are kind of trusting in Christ and knowing that they are going to heaven. And the opposite is also true, and that should spur us on to kind of proclaim the good news, because there is a place where people go, where there is no escape. I find it interesting how this rich man is like, okay, bring someone back from the dead. That will kind of solidify what they know. And Abraham's like, well, if you guys aren't even going to listen to Moses and to the prophets, then even if this thing did happen, you're still not going to believe and I guess we see that with the resurrection of Christ, we have the Pharisees and the scribes who study the law, study the prophets, etc., etc. Yet they deny the resurrection. We have the, the Sadducees who deny the resurrection, and they're studying the law. Then we have the Pharisees who are denying who Jesus is, and what he came to do, and the resurrection, and they are the ones that are like following the law. That's a, I I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna have to study that passage more i've when was the last time i studied luke when i first became a christian so fair play fair play and then the the beginning bit was the first sermon i have actually preached so the parable of the dishonest manager so 16 verses 1 to 9 and my main point was that we should look to the eternal in the land of the ephemeral everything in this life will pass away But we've human souls who are destined for eternity spent with God or away from God, like I was talking about yesterday, which I realised I didn't actually upload the podcast episode. So you're getting two for the price of one today. But I mentioned that yesterday and it's so true on Earth. We should be investing in things that last. We should be focusing and hoping in things that will last. Because. We are. Going to a place where this world is going to be destroyed and we're going to a whole completely new place. The things of this world will pass and the only things that will go to the new world are people. So invest in people, build up those friendships that are kind of godly, gospel-centered friendships. Uh, Pursue evangelism, pursue kind of the proclamation of God's kingdom, God's word, Jesus. I hope that that is an encouragement to you. But yeah, I'm... I'm That last bit, that one's going to be on my mind for a little bit. I need to figure out what this means. I can't. <laughs> but anyway, I, once again, do not know what we're going to speak about on Sunday, but tune in if there's an episode on Sunday. But if not, I will see you bright and early on Monday, where we will jump into Luke chapter 17. So until then, goodbye, God bless, and I'll see you in the next one.